Hey, Slay. Hey, everyone. It's me, Jay, and I'm with my girl, Nina. And welcome back to the No Stylist Left Behind podcast. Nina, I have to say, I was thinking about you the other day while I was in the salon, and I was like, what would Nina do? Stop. Yeah, and this consultation girl was too much. Oh my goodness. Oh, I love that you thought about I'm not kidding. I was like, this girl needs to chill out or I need Nina. Oh. I was like, I just, well, you know I just had to like take those moments where I'm like, if Nina was sitting next to me, would she be proud of what I say next? <laughs> you know, as stylists, like you have those moments where you're just like, you already know that it's like, how do you stop this conversation? Because you know, if like anything else happened, like you don't mesh. Right. Right. It was a good idea. She loves me on Instagram, but like in the flesh, it was just that energy came yeah. and it was like, mm. mm-hmm. yeah. So it was like so crazy. Anyways, what would Nina do? It was great. I loved it. I love, oh my God. I love that. I love that you thought about that. I wish I was a fly on the wall to hear what you were talking about. I mean, I handled it like a pro. Of Hello, I'm Jay Lightner. Of course. You know what I mean? Played her life. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less. So, um, guess what? What? We have a kick-ass guest today. Oh, I don't think anyone is ready. Truly. Oh my God. Well, I know I'm super excited. <laughs> you know why I know you're so excited and you showed up today? Because you're wearing a black turtleneck. In California, so you know what's good. <laughs> <laughs> I have a newfound respect and love for turtlenecks. I love turtlenecks. You know, it's so funny. My team, the girls in the salon, they would always like kind of not make fun of me, but I used to rock turtlenecks all the time. Like I love turtlenecks. And so then uh, one of my stylists would have, so I'm a huge rock fan. And yeah, yeah. Turtlenecks with the big chain on the outside. I didn't get one. <laughs> so they would, that would be like my, um, my bit moji is the one with the turtleneck and like having yes. I love that. We would crack up so hard about it. So I'm so glad you showed up ready with your turtle. So you know what? How I feel about turtlenecks now, like whenever I see someone in a turtleneck, a woman, a man, whatever you identify as, I'm like, that's a bad bitch. <laughs> like I right away, I'm like, that's a bad bitch. I want to know what they do. I'm going to follow them <laughs> politely and see what they do because that's a bad bitch. I'm like, yes. See? Because it takes courage and boss. You can't. No one can just put on a turtleneck. You got to have a mission to put on a turtleneck. There has to be a mission and mantra for the day. (laughs) Exactly. I'm ready. And we're on a mission today. Yes, we are because, so first of all, I I can't even tell you the, the growth that I have seen from this person and their business and their entire team because they have such a crew. Um, has really been remarkable for me to watch because I'm always watching. I'm like a hawk. I love to see what other stylists and business owners are doing because I just love to support people and watch them grow along the way. And this chick is on it. So why? I'm going to just bring her in. (laughs) Do it, please. (laughs) So I'm so excited. Our special guest today is Miss Alicia, and she is the owner of Salon Scale. Welcome, girl. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me. I am so pumped you're here today. Shake our souls. I already know you are. I'm ready. I'm ready to chat. (laughs) Ready? Because she has her red lip on. She's ready. Oh, hot. Mm. I came prepared. (laughs) I'm ready to talk all things business. I'm ready to learn more about 
your story because you and I have chatted before, but I really want to learn a little bit more about your story and get deeper into the why. And so we've got all kinds of stuff coming up for you guys. So, but before we get into that, why don't you tell everyone first and foremost, before we go into your story, where they can find you on Instagram. Sure. Yeah. So you can find us at Salon Scale. Nice and simple. Go ahead and DM us, Instagram us, and it's also on Facebook as Salon Scale. Perfect. Simple and easy. So why don't you kind of walk us through a little bit about how you got in the industry, how long you've been in the industry, where you are. I know where you are right now, but where you live. <laughs> um, and just kind of walk us through that and then some maybe key highlights in your you know, in your story or through the industry that kind of got you to where you are today. Sure. Um, so yeah, I like, let's take it right back. So some people don't know that I actually was a salon owner and stylist and that's where, you know, my journey started and it started in a very small town called Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. So yes, it's a very big tongue twister and people are like, where the hell is that? Um, but it's a very near and dear place to my heart because it's where, you know, a lot of my journey started, where my family was created and where, where really my passion lies. Um, so yeah, I started as a stylist and um, I went to a local hair school there, uh, got my degree and uh, very quickly I put all that craft to work. And uh, after four years of working for a commission-based salon, I took the move at 24 years of age and said, I'm going to open up my own salon. Um, so I went for it. I jumped. And when I jumped, um, I opened a 10 uh, chair salon. Okay. Uh, just went for it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and at that time, I was servicing just under 300 clients. Um, so I was very, very busy. I was very booked and I just wanted to take that opportunity because at that time it was more about me planting the seeds and other stylists and trying to grow people around me. And that's truly where my passion for business kind of came in. And I'm sure a lot of people relate to this. It's, you know, as a natural entrepreneur, when you start as a salon owner, for some reason, I had a hard time calling myself an entrepreneur. And I think it was a lot to do with that I thought, you know, I didn't really understand what business really was. And then I didn't really understand what growth and mindset was. And I thought an entrepreneur was someone that just pioneered something new. And then I realized, no, it's really someone that's really um, making changes and running a business and guiding people to a new vision or destination. Amen. So yeah, I was all for it. And um, I started that salon and very quickly we grew. Um, I think within, I hit my million dollar uh, mark after four years in Saskatoon with only seven stylists. Um, Wait, oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. all getting into this. Yeah. So I knew, like, I knew how to build the chair. And I so I wanted to build out. others. Sorry. And I just taught them how to really maximize their productivity, their time, and really value them. And one of the biggest things I always said was, let me paint a picture. So that was my best tip for everyone that's listening right now is as a coach or a mentor, what the best way to do is make analogies or really make your staff visualize or your new talents visualize where they want to go. So I would always say, let me paint a picture. If you were at a doctor's office and the doctor was talking about how success or how great crazy their party was on the weekend, you would look at that doctor as not being as professional, right? So the reason why the, you know, 
why our society values people in profession is because of the way they handle and approach themselves and the way that they're visualized. So then that's how I would make them see is if this was the same story with you and you're talking about how you partied on the weekend, you did all that stuff. This is how your clients are perceiving you. So if you want to be that six figure stylist or that very successful um, looked upon like a doctor of our industry, you really need to paint that picture and see yourself as the way that people see um, the doctors. So that's kind of how I kind of built that platform. And, uh, and then, yeah, obviously that's kind of, um, where it led me to today because curiosity obviously got me to the fact of how else do I maximize my profit in my business? Um, and there was just, again, that one area of my business I couldn't control. And that was the color bar. And Two years ago, I had that light bulb moment, which I'm sure millions of people out there have this exact idea. Like I am not someone that made something brand new, just invention. What I did is I simply applied what was working in every other industry and that just applied it to ours. Um, what I knew was that we didn't actually know how much hair color was costing per application. So when you, you don't understand how much you're using, it's really hard to set pricing. And my bottom line was consistently unpredictable. So in my million dollar business, yay, my top line revenue is high. My profit wasn't growing at the same rate. And that is the problem right there is the mindset of money and the mindset of management in a business should be really driven to that bottom line. What do you have left at the end of the day? And so I made it my mission to just jump. And I built a product that can manage this big aspect of the business, applied it to my own. And you know what? I, I found that not only did it save my business thousands of dollars, um, but it's saving thousands of dollars around the world uh, for many salons and stylists. I am shook. <laughs> like I already am so shook right now. And I want to like go back before I ask my question to you. What I love is about, like, let me paint a picture. You know, vision boards are really cool, especially because we're in January, right? Vision boards are, like, really cool. But if you think about it, majority of the things that we put on our vision boards, I had this moment, like, when you're talking, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm going to throw, I am going to throw my chair. Everyone knows once that happens, game <laughs> over, right? I'm in love. Anyways, we always say the things that we want, right? We always focus on stuff that is like, we just need to collect because the big house and the big car. But what you're saying is like a vision board for your team, but focusing on the kind of person, individual, the characteristics that I think I'm about to redo my vision board. It's amazing. <laughs> and focus more on like what person, individual I want to be moving forward, the characteristics of Steve Jobs, the characteristics of Bill Gates, the characteristics of Oprah, not what they have. That shit will come. Right. So it's like painting the, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's where I went. I don't know about y'all, but I was like, okay, redoing my vision board because I have a lot of shit on it. Yeah. It's just stuff. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm over it. Today I'm over it. Right. Yeah. So I'm also inspired because being creative, being an artist, you do have to be woke, like really like open to your business to change. Because I feel like a lot of people like beat themselves in the head because I've been there being an owner, Nina, I know you've been there and obviously you've been there too, but it's like, what was that moment where you were like, 
you know what? I have a million dollar business. I know I'm creative, but I have to be innovative. And like, what was that moment, truly moment inside your business, looking at your team that said, I need a solution. And how did you tap into it? Like, what was that process for you to connect salon scale to your color bar? I'm really excited to find out. So this is like, yeah, like I think it comes down to that big why. And I think it, it was like a calling. Like the only thing I can explain it is just like, it was a moment where I was mixing a color for a guest and she had kind of brought up a conversation about managing this and we were talking back and forth. And I said, there's just no way that we can scale. And I was like, holy shit, it's the scale. It's, it's the scale. <laughs> and I was like, oh my, like I, I left Jenny in the chair that day. I was like, <laughs> oh, I got to go. I left my associate to wash her and I went and bought like every digital kitchen scale I could on Amazon. And I was like, we are building this, like we're making this happen. And, uh, and it was just kind of like, again, that moment where it's like, I need to make this change. And I knew in that instant what it would do for my bottom line and what it would do for businesses around the world. I knew I had a second to jump and I just jumped. And ironically, the very first investor in my company was Jenny. That's how ironic this whole thing was. Oh she sent me a check for $35,000 and was like, girl, it always like universe connects. Yeah. Well, I'm shook. Wow. And, and then, you know, I think sometimes you have to understand that when life gives you opportunities like this, you're going to have to give away some chips mm -hmm. for, for these types of opportunities. Mm -hmm. So some people don't understand the struggles behind of what I really had to go through. And I don't need to have people feel like, Oh, I'm sorry that had, had to happen. But you know, basically what I had to do is I had to give up my entire career. I was becoming a platform artist with Orbe, which is a very hard thing to do. Yeah. And um, I trained, you know, in New York. Um, and the next week I said no. And I basically, it was all the same time. You know, Damn. I left being a platform artist. I left my salon uh, to be managed by the top talent in my, at that salon. And basically what happened was it caused a lot of the stylists to be like, well, I'm going to peace out. If you're not going to be here, I'm not going to be here. So just as Salonsco was taking off, my salon was starting to fail. So this million dollar business, I lost three of my stylists. They went um, and opened up a business um, together. And I mean, in the long run, that hurt and that pain and how everything went forward, it actually gave me the strength to get to where I am. So I do want to make note that I'm so proud of everybody that I've touched in our lives. And I'm happy for them. And I'm happy for what's happened because now everything has moved out in the universe will move things for when things are meant to happen. So yeah, I had to go through those struggles. I had to have very tough emotional conversations with myself to say, girl, like get your ass up and you're going to make this thing happen. Mm -hmm. So the biggest thing you'll ever get through an opportunity like this is resilience. Um, and you're going to have to really, really trust that you're the right person and go forward and make it happen. Wow. And what I love really quickly, sorry, she's shaking my soul right now. Uh, mm -hmm. What I love is that we always talk about this the past couple of months, Nina and I, and we've done like podcasts on it, but 
you, we all live in that space of like the color bar, right? And you stop, you stop seeing yourself as all of that stuff. All of those insecurities as an owner, as an artist, right? And you saw the salon scale, you saw the color and the tubes that you were open. And a lot of times that's where the magic happens is when you stop putting all these labels on yourself, right? And then you're open to it and you're seeing yourself, you're seeing it for what it is, right? And even though it's so scary, you adapted and evolved to your life. You were like, you know what? Three people left me, that hurts. But I am passionate now about this and it's okay. It's okay, we'll figure this out. That was a time, you do have to close that door, however that went. But like that new thing that sparks joy and innovation that's going to change the industry, you adapt and evolve to it and it's okay. And I think a lot of people feel like they have to be stuck. Oh my goodness. Oh, absolutely. So on board with that. I, first of all, I need to unpack a couple things. Please do it. Sorry, I'm backing up. I know. I'm just like you. I'm just absorbing all of this information and there are so many important moments and statements that you said that I, I really want to um, just kind of tackle a little bit. Yeah. And so <clears throat> first things first, you saw an opportunity before <sighs> so you listened to your gut. And that is the most important thing. You didn't allow fear to get in your way. I'm sure it crept in on occasion, but it didn't allow you to jump at the opportunity that you saw because for some reason, whatever this was for you, this passion burns so deep inside of you to help other salon owners and stylists to make more money, right? And to understand how they can make more money more effectively and efficiently. So kudos to you for taking yes. and leaving Jenny in the chair. Thank you. So, <laughs> Thanks, Jenny. You left, left her high and dry, but she was all good. She invested in your business. The other thing that I want to say is that and I want, to, I want to correlate this to what's going on, per se, in your personal life if you're a salon owner. Mm -hmm. When you have stuff going on in your personal life as a salon owner, nine times out of ten, it will affect the way that you run your business. When you have something else bigger and that wow. more of a priority in your life, something's got to give, right? And for you, it wasn't a problem in your personal life. It was a bigger opportunity. But at that, that jump of the opportunity, the other, there's some, like, there's a scale, right? Ah, get it? Scale. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It keeps following me around. I don't know why. Something has to give. And what gave was the way that your salon, the functionality day to day of your business. Yeah. And so I just wanted to plant that seed for other salon owners and maybe correlate that in a way that you have to make sure that you do have balance in your business because there are things that are going to creep in. And what is the priority for you? Is it what's going on personally at home and then still trying to be able to maintain and run this business? Or are you going to put someone in place like a manager to run the business while you can go and do and fix and heal and make a new business like you did? So I just wanted to share that because that is so powerful what you said and thank you for being transparent about that um so you lost your three stylists and typically and another key point here is that stylists don't leave the business they leave the person that mm -hmm. they 
for. And they left because you were no longer. And I, I'm sure they don't begrudge you for that because you were chasing your dream. But what, tell it, what is the status of your salon? I don't know, like the story of kind of what happened. Did you have to sell it or did you turn it over to somebody else? Or tell, tell us a little bit about that if you're cool with that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, through that heartache came a blessing. Um, one of my top senior stylists, um, which was my assistant six years ago, she really stepped up and what she started to say was, I am curious, I am open and I am willing. And like, I always say like, I am is the most strongest two words in the English language. And I think it is because you're really allowing those things to come through. And when I saw, I started hearing her say that. And so when you hear people say the word, I am going to do this, I will do that. They're starting to give you reassurance. And that's when it started going, oh my goodness. So really Nikki stood up and said, I'm going to take care of this boat for you. You go on. I've got this. We're okay. And I trusted her 100%. And then that grew into the fact that she not only took that uh, that boat forward. She took the business forward, but she now actually is the owner of the business. So I actually can announce that now because it went through this week. So yes. Congrats. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And we turned the business like around. We like, and honestly, as the business was going down, our profits actually were with salon scale. We actually added another $41,000 of profit. So it's funny how that happened. Like I lost those, but then I gained salon skill and then I gained a new owner and then I sold it for profit. So like everybody wins in this whole game. Wow. And I wondered that because I always wondered, you know, like the past few months you and I have chit chatted and I thought to myself, I wonder what the status of, of her salon is. Like, do you still own the salon? Yeah. Like, you know, I just kind of wondered because I've been seeing you just blow up the salon scale. And it's been, honestly, it's been such a joy to watch. Yeah. Um, and so let's talk about struggle a little bit because I know that you share. I know. Okay, let's go there. Um, That's my favorite part. <laughs> Jay popped his turtleneck. <laughs> ready. I know that it's hard to do something like this and take on such a beast like you did. And I know that you did mention, and I'm sure some of the struggle came with the, you know, the salon business, but what, and it, listen, it doesn't, it maybe not even have to do with this, but what would you say was one of your biggest challenges and struggles in your life and how did you get through it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to take it to this one terrible week. Um, it was like very shortly after salon, the salon was kind of, I lost this business and it was kind of going that way. And Salon Scale had 23 days of money left in, in its bank account. Um, and an investor had promised me um, half a million dollar investment. And it was like one month after the next month after the next month. And the money wasn't coming in to the point that I had 23 days of money left. And the salon was crashing. And I remember being so vulnerable that like even when I was like in the shower the the rain like the water was so heavy that it it was like I couldn't breathe in the shower and I never wanted to leave like I was like like I don't know if I can make it through this and I'm gonna lose I'm gonna lose everything and I just need I need the world to understand what I'm trying to do like I'm not trying to gain financial freedom and be like the super wealthy person. Like I'm literally just want salon owners to never have to go through what I had to go through. And that, wow. 
week also, I had to let my kids stay with my mom for two weeks. And it was so hard because I'm like, sorry to get, but like saying like, you can't take care of your kids is really difficult. And I'm that person that's like, I want to do everything. Like I want to be there for everyone, but having a salon, a staff there, a staff over here and feeling like everything's falling apart. And then like, and a family parent. And like, I was just like, I need to make this right. So I knew I had to like clear some things out, get my kids in a positive environment and focus on those steps. And honestly, those are the steps that I was like, I need to let go of the salon. I need to let go of some things and I need to move forward. And like, it changed my life in the hardest thing ever. It changed my life. And my kids, deep down, I know that they will always remember that moment. Like my daughter's four and my son is six. And when they play their games, they play like little entrepreneurs. And (laughs) I think that moment will shape them for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. So it's important to talk about these vulnerable times. And I just thank every ounce of the support around me to get me through that because you just get really dark really quick and you just need to really focus on what and why you're going to do what you're going to do. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. So beautiful. And I can totally relate because I have two kids and in the moment where my business was in this big shift, like we had to decide to like let our kids go to their mother. And it was like, our, just, that's all I knew with Vince, my husband was being a dad with him. And it was the hardest thing for us because he was retiring. We were expanding. My life was like on the road. It was just like all this stuff. And we were looking at our kids who were like 12 and not or 10. And we're like, this is affecting them. Like us not being around them, being with their nanny. Like it was like just too hectic, right? Our world. So we just had to like, I understand that moment where you're like, as a parent, like something's got to give and I want to make sure that I don't F them up more than what, right? Because they shouldn't be around that. So I totally understand that. And I think it, you're a strong woman and a mother and like you inspire me and I'm super pumped for this moment. Yes. And I, I mean, I just want to thank you for, I'm a hot mess over here. <laughs> you know what? I really just like, when I see you, I see a lot of myself. And when you say that you're standing in the shower and just when you said that standing in the shower and just the water, the rain of the shower was heavy, I could relate to that. And what hit me when I saw you just talking about this is that your commitment and passion to not only your children, because this is shaping your children's future. commitment and passion to the industry and commitment and passion to doing something completely different and dedicating your heart and soul, knowing that you were down to your last dollars, which been there, done that. I had $100 in my bank account my first year when I owned my salon and I was losing my shit. And so I feel that. And I am so proud of you because those are the moments I truly feel that entrepreneurs salon owners, business owners, you have to ride and, and, and like literally ride through the trenches, crawling and kicking and screaming to get out on the other side. But look where you are now. Yeah. I mean, how, just give us a, how, how long ago was this, that this shower situation occurred? Um, two years ago. 
Okay. It started, I would say, yeah, I would say about 11, 11 months was about the time of the, sh- the shower incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But look how yeah. far you've come. And I, you know, I think what we're trying to say is when you have something burning in your soul and a passion and desire for something, no matter what, you don't give up on that. The time, you can't control the time, right? The time. No, yeah. It could take two years. It could take three. It could take five. It's like hearing like comedians like Sebastian Maniscalco, which I love him. I love, love him. Yes. I don't know if listen to him, Alicia, but we saw him in concert. But his story is he's waiting tables. He's sleeping on people's couches. He, people see him now, but they don't know what he was doing. Ellen, same thing. Sleeping on couches, literally going from mattress to mattress. People don't see what it looks like until you get to that point. And then everybody's like, wow, you make it look so easy. Yeah. No, you're sleeping on floors and can't stand to even get out of bed in the morning. And that's what really the dedication and the commitment, I just, I commend you for that. Like I just, I'm moved. <laughs> I'm literally moved to tears. Um, and thank you for being so vulnerable because that is the transparency and the authenticity is what I believe is builds a solid, sustainable business, right? Um. Whew, let me get my life together. <laughs> um, you are such a, you are a very special person. And I am so excited for everyone listening right now, but I'm super, I'm being selfish. I'm super excited for myself because your story, your walk, your passion alone. And I, everyone, I have the opportunity to be looking slay queen in the eyes right now so like i it's like this like connection thing but i'm you are very special and like i cannot wait to watch you grow and i just want to put this out there whatever you need from me as a you know educator stylist whatever like i'm on board so you just give me some to-dos and i'll like share your gig whatever no like me just doing it with the kindness yeah. of my heart. Like I'm ready. I'm a raving fan and I'll share it far and wide. Oh my goodness. There you I go. I this whole. I'm shook. <laughs> like, you guys are amazing. Thank I'm, you. I'm on it, girl. Well, we had our conversation a few weeks ago and I was like, I felt like I knew you. Like that we had been friends for a while. I was like, yes, I love her. So, you know, I ride for you hard, girl. Anything that you need, absolutely. Um, and I'm excited to meet you because she's going to be at ISSE. Yes. So we will all be able to meet in person. I'm, gonna I'm so giddy. I know. I'm going to switch a little bit. Because of your experience as a salon owner, I'm curious to know, and also you're having, you know, you have your pulse on what's going on right now in the industry. What do you feel uh, that salon owners tend to miss the mark on? Could be one thing, two things. What do you feel that salon owners are just maybe falling a little bit short and then maybe giving them some insight and advice on how to kind of swing and turn that around? Yeah, I have. Oh my gosh, I could go on forever on this. But I think the biggest thing is that it's called a business model. So whether you're a solopreneur or you work in a commission salon or you work in a co-op situation, these are called business models. There's even MLM structures. There's all these different things called business models. These are not emotional. These are financial and business decisions to get the best return on your investment. And so 
don't worry, you don't need to know this because guess who just figured this out this year? I did. And <laughs> what I realized was like, you know, our whole industry just needs an education of just really what a financial model is. And one of those biggest things is looking at that PL and looking at that profit and loss statement and try to look at it very much in a consistent routine, like monthly. Um, Cause then you'll be able to see if you're losing money monthly before it's like a year later and you're overspending and whatnot. So I think the biggest thing is um, like I said, is really take some time to learn about a financial model. Um, and then the second, second biggest thing that our industry is completely flawed on is the separation of parts from labor. So we call them COGS, which is the cost of goods sold. You cannot include your cost in your price point. You just can't just throw it in there because it's such a high variable expense. And what happens is you end up, if you're a commission-based salon, you're paying commission on that part that you've charged a flat fee for. So if we do a simple thing, if you charged $100 and the stylist used $20 of color and you pay them 50% commission, you're paying 50% of the 100 when you should be paying 50% of the 80, right? So we have to start separating the part from the labor because what you're doing is you're paying commissions on things that you shouldn't. Um, and then also we have like different taxes all over the different states and all over the different provinces out there that could um, allow you to really put that into like a retail item so you can now have a new revenue stream in your business. And when most of these salons, when you look at them time after time again, with the increase of trends and the amount of color being used today, we used to use about 8% per application, was like 8% was a total uh, cost to do hair color. It's now rising to up to 30%. So what that means, it. we need a new revenue model. We need a new revenue mm -hmm. stream. So all you have to do is si simply separate your parts from labor, have a cost of goods on the line, um, charge it to the customer so you have a new revenue stream there. Um, and then what you're gonna find is a more consistent bottom line so that when that customer comes in for that $100 service, you're either gonna charge them 100, 105, maybe 150, depending on how much color they're using, the dependent variable is on the variable service. So now customers will never pay any more or less, they're only gonna pay for what they're using. The entire industry is gonna be in line with the rest of the world um, and every single thing will make sense. I promise you, we just need to realize that math is awesome and <laughs> spreadsheets are awesome yes. and just learn the financial model and you will never, ever, ever, ever um, like be upset by doing that. Right. Oh my goodness. And I also, I'm inspired by that, but I can relate because of my business for a while. Like I threw my husband into it. Like he, we moved to Dayton, Ohio. He was in the military and I was scheming up and finding in a location my first week. And we opened after six weeks of living there. So my husband was military and I'm a stylist <laughs> at 24. Amazing. I was like, I'm opening up. Yeah. Right. No system, nothing at all. And then all of a sudden, like a year in, a year and a half in, my husband's like very analytical and he's like, sat me down and was like, I need you to love numbers. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to cry through it. And he was like, well, if that's your process, you got to like do it. Right. And I was like, well, I need help. Mm. So I need help. The if you feel like you're in that space right now listening and you're like, I don't know what to do. Ask someone in your life 
who is great at numbers that can share how you move and shake it, right? I simplify it. Like Vince literally made spreadsheets for me that I just plug in that made me enjoy it because I didn't have to like go there where my mind will not go, right? Because it's just not who I am. So asking help for understanding your numbers and then I became addicted to them. You know what I mean? Like knowing like, how can I cut caught, right? But I wish when I was an owner, I had slot scale because I'm telling you, I know for a fact I lost a lot of money and had no clue. Yeah. Right. So this is great. For the future. Yeah. So good with the financial aspect of it. And I, you know, cause I asked this question to you before we got on the pod, cause I was like, well, I have money too. <laughs> and, and really is, it is numbers um, systems and accountability were my top three in terms of where um, some salon owners are missing the mark. And the numbers part of it is you're so right when you said it's just a lack of education. Yes. You have to educate. And that's why I do what I do. That's why I sold my business is to do what I'm doing because I'm passionate about helping grow, you know, growing other people. It is about understanding the numbers. I didn't know all the numbers when I started doing this. I was a salon owner that was working through all of this pretty much by myself. Yeah, I had mentors, but they were in Florida and their business model was different. It was a, it was an hourly walk-in. I was doing a commission business model and it was different. So um, it, it's so important to keep the pulse on your numbers. And that's why I added that in my monthly membership program. I just dropped a video about profit and loss, how to read a profit and loss statement, how to understand <laughs> yeah. like how to talk to and hire an accountant that understands what your business model is so they can direct you and guide you in the right place. So you're not, I, when I hired the right accountant, I saved $5,000 in my business. And so it is about paying attention and to your point, cause we've had conversations about this before, not being scared of your numbers. Numbers aren't scary. The only reason that they're scary is because you just don't know. You don't know. Yep. And it is scary when you don't know. Believe me, I've been there and I've been broke in my I've head. cried a lot of times to my husband when he was walking me through it. He was like, dude, I'm like, is this my process? <laughs> right? And then at the end, he's like, guess what? You do it okay, dude. I was like, okay, because at first I thought I was broke. <laughs> right, right? There was a lot of times when I was. Yes, you're mentioning key points here where it's like, yeah. one owners just need to be more aware and be more, have their pulse on their numbers. And just ask for help. If it's so scary, just find someone that you trust. Yeah. And to like walk you through it. Oh, absolutely. I always say it's like, I want to empower people listening to this to know that when you talk to that accountant, they don't know either. They don't know your numbers. You're the one running the business. They're not entrepreneurs. They don't even know how to grow numbers. They just know how to organize them and file them in a nice way. So they're basically telling the story of what you've already existed. So picture yourself driving in a car and you're going to your destination. They're just picking up the miles and placing them so that it's in a more aligned way. And that next time you go on that trip, hey, maybe we should suggest moving yourself going on this destination than that because what I noticed is this pattern is costing you a lot of fuel. So that's essentially what they're doing. They're not, they don't know, they have no clue. So don't be ashamed. Don't devalue yourself and don't have imposter syndrome. Get your ass to an accountant and run your business yes. and tell them, I want to go here. Please help me get there and watch what I'm doing this year. And next year, let's make a plan. That's it. Boom. 
she did it. Yeah, she did. I'm over here like, I'm sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> I am so shook. Like you, you're just moving my soul and everyone, I know you're out there. You are like in your cars, you're in your salon, you have your ear pods in, you're just like shook, you're on a run, on a walk, wherever you're at. Stop what you're doing and own it, right? You have three people right here that are your raving fans that believe in you, but you got to put in the work. So snap out of it. Yes. So let's do it. So Jay, I know that you, I know this is your favorite question. Yes. So I'm going to let you So <laughs> I want to know what's coming down the line for you, for Salon Scale, what's happening, what's going on, what are some things you're excited about, if you can share, because some people can. Um, but yeah, tell us what's next. All right, I'm spilling the tea for you guys today. I'm gonna let you know. So our biggest vision at Salon Scale, obviously, is to create an ecosystem of sustainable salons around the globe. That's it. Yes. And we know that there's this issue with technology and financial for salons. So our whole product roadmap involves the help of aiding the financial aspects using technology that plugs and plays into any other software system. So basically what we are doing for the next year or two is working with API integrations. What that just means is that I have a plugin, like I have a thing that's going to say, Hey, send this to this company and that company sends it back. Mm -hmm. And by integrating, we're going to grow a community around technology and the coaching as well, because it's really important to align all those things together. So we want to create a platform in which everybody can stay on track of those numbers and they can spend a lot of time doing the things they love and that we would display it in real time. So you don't have to build the spreadsheets. You don't have to build those things, but a lot of the things that you can do is see it in real time. And those are the things we're kind of growing for. Wow. And I do have to say amazing. the biggest, biggest, biggest disruptor that we're going for is e-commerce. So every single thing you scan on our app, we can now give you a printable list, a downloadable list that you can send off to your supplier. And we need your help. So when you're listening to this, if you use okay. it, we need your help to connect us to as many distributor and manufacturers as possible because we can now create an automation tool so that color can come to you and you never have to call in an order again. So with everyone's help and using this and creating this data, we want people to never have to think about even ordering color. It will be predictable and it will only order what you're using and you'll never have to worry about it again. Hallelujah. Because how many... Goodness. Oh, I'm going to scream. How many times have we been at the color bar and we're like, why do we have six RB, 432 of them? <laughs> exactly, exactly. No one's getting six RB. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like it's like, and then you get those intro kits, right? You're like, oh, I'll take the whole thing. And then you only use 20% of it and the rest of it sits on the shelf. Like why did Thank I do I bow down. So we, we need to like, that's the thing is that's, we need to shift and we need to put the so buying good. power back in the consumers. And we're going to, we're going to disrupt the entire supply chain. I promise you that. I always said that this industry is screaming for a disruption and I'm knocking at the door. That's where I'm at. And I will build the trend, the, the technical support. I'll build the team and I'll make sure that we get those margins back into the salons and streamline this industry. And in 
turn, guess what we get to save? We just, we get to save the environment. We got to, we get to help make sure we're not overstocking, overpopulating, overshipping. We're only ordering what's being used, which is going to make a massive impact on our environment, which is what we all need to worry about. So when you use salon scale, if you do want to use it, just remember every time you scan, you're making an environmental impact and a global impact when you do that. Mm. I'm about to throw my notebook. Same, and I'm about to order all the salon scales. You feel me? I am, wow. And I love Give them for gifts. It's so incredibly important. Your mission and your vision for your business is so on point right now because, and as a former owner, I know, like, why do we have 10 8RCs when we used it two years ago? Like, things were just sitting and wasting, right? Nobody ever used 8RC. Like, what's happening here? But then and, it gets reordered. Right. And, but then, but that's where then I come in and I show people how to not order that and scale back and, and shift yeah. easily, right? So, but if it could be done with technology, that makes everybody's life so much easier. So I'm, oh my God, I'm so excited for you. So incredibly excited. We learned so much about you today. And I know that we're going to learn so much more. So I am so inspired by your story. I moved. I laughed. I cried. I almost threw my notebook. I'm ready. <laughs> I am moved. You are just one magical individual on this earth. You were placed here for a reason. And I love that you are focused on our environment because Lord knows yes. we need help with everything that's happening right now. So like, thank you for being a leader in that, but I'm inspired. I'm woke. I cannot wait to share this. Um, yeah, I Nina, thank you so much for doing this with me. I, these moments like this are so special and it's bigger than us. So thank you for trusting me and Nina with your story and you already know, Nina, we talk about it. Like my life has changed because of no yeah. cell is like, oh my goodness. Well, I honestly, thank you too because I can't do this without voices that are out there that truly we're all connected yeah you know, damn well all of us want to make a difference and we want to make a healthier ecosystem oh of course and so it's not about an I it's about a we and mm. how and as long as we build the bridges together and we keep picking one person up at a time like we can do this and I just want to thank you for taking the chance to get to you know build a relationship with me and then letting me have an opportunity to talk to so many people that value you and and the and the voice that you guys have so thank you so much and i know together like this is going to make a huge impact and <laughs> yes. some big changes yes i love it can't wait to hug you at iss oh, i know so warm right now i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna run i'm gonna run and jump on knock her down let's knock her down <laughs> <laughs> There's someone running behind you, girl. Duck, because it's me. I'm coming in for the kill. I'm gonna jump right on your back. Yeah, okay, I'll start working on my squats now, so I can I can withstand it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, this again. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody joining us, tuning in, and listening. Please make sure that you go follow Alicia on Salon Scale on Instagram. It's Salon Scale, just Salon Scale, not the Salon Scale, right? Yes, um, salon so scale. Follow her on Salon Scale on Instagram. Check out her Facebook page. Check out her website, everything that she's doing. And um, reach out because I know that you are very, you live on Instagram just like Jay and I, and you're very um, responsive to messages. So if you have questions and you want to reach out, please do and, and um, you know find her on Instagram and send her a DM. So thank you guys so much for joining us. 
You know what time it is. It is time to follow Alicia on Instagram. It is time for you to follow me on Instagram at Nina Tulio. And of course, at it's Mr. J Ladner on Instagram. And as you know, with every single episode, if you take anything from listening to us today, please know that it's okay to live in your truth and remember to always live your life out loud. See you next time.